Friends, before we begin, let me invite you to keep up with all the Tracks for the Journey resources by subscribing to the Tracks Express newsletter. Once a week, I send a wide range of helps for well-being directly to your inbox. The Express has inspiration and insights for spirituality, relationships, ecology, emotional health, and yes, recipes for good food. The easiest way to subscribe is on my website, www.tracksforthejourney.com. Thanks for listening today. Welcome to the Tracks for the Journey podcast. I'm Larry Payne, your guide on a path of personal growth in spirit, mind, and body. In this program, I'll be sharing ways to improve your well-being with practical insight and inspiration. We'll follow the tracks made by progressive Christian spirituality, psychology, culture, and science. I've walked this trail for years as a pastor, hospital chaplain, and licensed counselor. On this trail, there's so much for us to learn together. I invite you to lace up your hiking boots today as we explore tracks, for your life journey. On June 25, 1967, 500 million people watched the first live international satellite television broadcast in history. The broadcast was called Our World, designed to celebrate the global culture. Segments were broadcast from 19 countries using state-of-the-art technology. In a world torn between the Cold War, Vietnam, and counterculture revolution, it had the goal of bringing diverse people together. The climactic segment was a live performance by the Beatles of a new song titled Love Is All You Need. The group was joined by mega-artist Mick Jagger. The simple lyrics of John Lennon became the anthem of the worldwide peace movement known as the Summer of Love. Now, more than 50 years later, I'm sure all of you can sing that opening stanza, Love is all you need. Thankfully, I'm not going to sing the rest of the song, but I'd like us to spend the next few minutes bringing the truth of love to our families and our spirituality. In this episode one of the Tracks for the Journey podcast, I'd like us to focus on the most important subject of all, the subject of love. You've returned to Episode 1 of the Tracks for the Journey podcast. Our subject today is love, God, and you. What could be a better subject to begin a brand new podcast than the subject of love? Well, this year I've read a blockbuster book, titled The Uncontrolling Love of God by Professor Thomas Ord. The message of this theologian is powerful. Jesus and the apostles teach that love is the essential nature of God. We could quote many verses about that, but the clearest statement is found in one of the smallest books, 1 John. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God. But Professor Ord says there's a problem. Most theological systems teach that love is one of several equal attributes of God. The divine is also all-powerful, just, good, 
all-knowing, and so forth, balancing the various attributes to achieve eternal purposes. God may choose to love, or act in other ways, according to the situation. In this common view, God is the all-powerful ruler of the universe who choose to limit that power to create the universe and creatures like us. But here's the amazing thing. Dr. Orr doesn't fully agree with that. In fact, he says that we have missed the major truth that love is the preeminent and essential attribute of God. Now stay with me as we talk about theology just for a few moments. Dr. Ward disagrees. He says we've missed the truth that love is the preeminent and essential attribute of God. In his view, love is the absolute foundation. Love is the unchanging and eternal attribute of God's nature. Love is preeminent over all other attributes. To say with the Bible that God is love means that love is the necessary expression of God's timeless nature. In Ord's blunt language, quote, God must love. God cannot not love. Because God must act like God, it is impossible for God to be unloving. Being unloving would require God to be other than divine. End quote. In my simple words, Thomas Ord is trying to say that God is not free to choose whether to love because God's nature is love. The divine's total power is founded in love. The divine's total knowledge is hemmed in by love. The divine's unfailing justice is filtered with love. So let's take this further and try to understand it in our own terms. Let's think about how love works in our own relationships. Can you imagine a man trying to coerce his partner to love him? What if he promised her a million dollars for his love? Or enlisted a hundred friends to bombard her with messages demanding she loved him? Or locked her in a house until she gave her love up to him? All that's absurd, isn't it? We know that real love is uncoercive, uncontrolling, not manipulative, and directed towards common goals. Ord asked the question, could the love of God be any different? But not everyone is happy with such a gentle, love-driven God. Who wants a less-than-almighty God? One that doesn't determine every detail of the universe with divine power. Let's take a serious look at this right after our break. Welcome back to our episode, God, Love, and You, on Tracks for the Journey. We're trying to understand what God's uncontrolling love might mean for us in our daily lives. Perhaps the best way to think about this new perspective is to think about animals. Now, we know that animals are driven by their instinctive needs. When some action is an essential part of a creature's nature, we sometimes laugh at what they do. Dogs sniff each other because that's what dogs do. 
Dolphins swim because that's what dolphins do. Birds sing because that's what birds do. In a similar way, love is what God does because it is the foremost and inherent attribute of his nature. This would mean really that it's impossible for God to act out of character of love. Now, some believers have focused on God's power as primary, and such power determines in advance every action and outcome in the universe, from the distant galaxies to our own individual choices day by day. Here's a personal story. Jan and I met and fell in love in the same Missouri church. My family had joined the church after leaving behind a drought-stricken farm to move to the city. Jan's family built a house in the neighborhood ten years later and joined the same church. The common view of God's power would hold that the choices of our parents were predetermined and essentially controlled by God. Even the drought that affected thousands of farms in that era and brought the end to my dad's dairy farm, was brought by God's choice and power. But is that truly the nature of God? If the nature of God is unfailingly uncoercive, then could this be a misunderstanding? We could add to this personal story by considering the COVID-19 pandemic. Did God cause or allow this event? We could ask the question this way. Did God predetermine that this virus would mutate in an animal, be ingested by eating that animal, causing an infection in a human and then spreading like wildfire across the planet, resulting in the death of thousands of people? If we believe that God is love in the highest form, the answer is no. God did not cause this evil directly or allow it to happen. The Bible teaches plainly that God can't cause evil. Instead, I believe, with many others, that the universe God brought into being is gifted with degrees of freedom and indeterminacy, which can produce horrible events. The very nature of our loving God does not control or determine the singular events across the universe. To quote Dr. Ord, Because God loves everyone and everything, God can't control anyone or any event. End quote. We must ask, what is God doing then? God's nature of love brings almighty energy to work powerfully with humans and all the creation to redeem evil and press towards the good. God needs us to freely respond to his almighty love and join ourselves to bring about good. As the Bible says, we are workers together with God, and our work now must diminish this viral epidemic. The greatest example in the life of Jesus himself. It is Jesus who teaches and demonstrates that love presides over and preconditions God's sovereignty, even if it means death on the cross. There we see clearly God's power expressed in self-giving and uncontrolling love. It was not simply a choice. Jesus was compelled by his divine nature of essential love to do no other work than to give himself for others. Jesus embodied this uncontrolling, uncoercive love of God in every action and teaching. He influenced everyone 
but compelled no one. So we ask ourselves, if Jesus shows us the very nature of God, would Jesus have created a terrible drought, bankrupting untold numbers of farmers in the Midwest of America in the 1950s? I don't think so. In God, love comes first. This helps us in our own lives. And after the break, I want to explore how this choice-granting love is so powerful in our daily lives. As we come back to our episode today, God, Love, and You, we're trying to understand how this essential nature of God as uncontrolling love has meaning for us today. We could ask the question, does this mean that God created me with some real freedom? That he doesn't force me to obey or lay out some future course of action that I'm compelled to follow? The answer is exactly. That's correct. We can zero in on this fundamental idea for today, really the essence of this entire episode. You have the power of choice in your life now because of this essential, uncontrolling love of God. The divine created the universe and each entity within it as having various degrees of freedom. This love enables your freedom to respond as you choose. God, in His essential, pure nature of love, cannot act to control, determine, coerce, or compel you. But God relentlessly loves us toward Himself and the kingdom being built. Here are three takeaways about our human lives under this uncontrolling love of God. First, this essential love of God grants us the freedom to believe what we will about ourselves. Each of us has an image of ourself deep within our own minds. It's been shaped by our genetics, environment, and interpreted experiences. God also has a view of who you are. In fact, God says in the Bible that you are the masterpiece and the beloved. God works at all times to convince us of these truths, but we can choose otherwise. We can be overwhelmed by issues within us and about us from our past and our present to think that we are broken, flawed, unworthy, or we can seize this freedom to believe what Jesus shows you about your own worth as he offered his life to set us free. The second takeaway about the essential love of God and our lives is that God grants us the freedom to seek our own dreams. Your future is not predetermined. We know that a loving father on our planet would not predetermine a daughter to be a lawyer if she loved painting. The essential, uncontrolling love of God does not coerce humans or other physical entities in the universe to do His will, no matter how desirable that may be. Instead, going back to some of the writings of Professor Ord, God relentlessly expresses love in the quest to promote overall well-being. We're drawn by this love to God and the abundant life. And to echo what the Apostle Paul said, 
we're invited to be co-workers with the divine in building a future that is yet unwritten. God has dreams for us and hopes, plans, and purpose, but he does not force us to choose those. Finally, we can say that the essential love of God grants us the freedom to follow the ways of love in relationships. The Bible in 1 Corinthians 13 describes love as patient, kind, ethical, self-giving, humble, collaborative, full of hope and strength. We can open our lives to God to channel those very qualities through our own actions. In fact, it's even better than that. God is actively working in us to do this very thing. Like a sail might flutter in the wind, so our lives can move under the influence of God's love. I can love, you can love, because the essential love of God is working within us. The book of Ephesians has a powerful prayer that I would like to use to end our thoughts today. Listen to what he said about this uncontrolling, essential love of God and you. To quote from the Apostle Paul, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth of the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. End quote. I think when we understand the essential, uncontrolling, inherent love of God, we'll know that the Beatles had a little glimpse of this truth back in 1967. Love really is all we need. Next week on Tracks for the Journey, we'll change gears from theology to psychology and track one of the most important tools you need for emotional well-being. I hope you'll join me. Today's episode quotes from The Uncontrolling Love of God by Thomas Ord, published by InterVarsity Academic 2015. You can search online for Tom's website and much more materials. The other ideas are mine. We've come to the end of our journey today. I'm pleased that you've joined me. I'm Larry Payne, your podcast host. Tracks for the Journey is produced at Bright Star Studio on the high plains of West Texas, all rights reserved. Original music by Howard Harper Barnes through Epidemic Music, distributed by Buzzsprout. Visit the Facebook page, Tracks for the Journey, to learn more. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast, share the link with a friend, or rate it wherever you get those podcasts. I welcome your comments there, or email me at the address trackspodcast at mail.com.